0: Welcome to another episode of The Pirate Radio. I am here with my uh, fellow pirate mates as usual and we're here to just kind of talk about the the news of the however many weeks it's been since we last recorded an episode. Um lots of lots of stuff going on. I'm glad to glad to be here with you guys. Um you know, since last we talked, I've done an Edgefield Day event. Um slept in the basement for over a week with COVID i um, still trying to dig my way out. The uh, post COVID symptoms are no joke whatsoever. Um, it's been a little, a little brain foggy and a little bit of lack of energy is um, no small matter to get over. So be safe out there. Um, when you travel, wear a mask. I, I'm i still wearing a mask when we go through airports and um, I guess we'll, we'll talk about airports a bit here in a little bit more. Um, but yeah, it's uh Still, still moving forward with uh, unemployment and stuff like that, but um, having a lot of good conversation. There's a lot of cool stuff going on in the IT field, um, and I know a lot of you are struggling with the same boat I am, and, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But um, for now, let's uh, let's throw it over to you, Matt. How you been, man? And we can't hear Matt. <laughs> the beard mic is not working. Nope. Not a- fear the beard. <laughs>
1: Now we can't hear Jeff. All right,
2: ladies and gentlemen, we are handling a little bit of beard technical difficulties. The the lights blue, not green, Matt. I think that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> y- your beard's glowing the wrong color, sir.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, and that wraps yeah. it for another episode of Viper Radio. Nope. Thanks,
3: everybody. Nope. Oh, there's Matt. Matt hey, there we go. Hey, I'm back. And had to
1: come back from the hair oblivion. Matt. Matt's beard is <laughs> in the podcast. One of those. One of those
0: moments when I'm glad we're not doing video podcasts oh, and just sticking yeah, the audio. Yeah. Well, that's a hairy
3: situation. <laughs> <laughs> How am I? Um, no, it's been a busy week. We had our uh, big online event this week, and I had the. Uh, the, the, the experience of handling all the geos, doing the live Q&A and all that sort of stuff. So it just makes for a very long day when you start early and end early the next morning. But uh, hey, you know what? At least you get to sleep in your own bed. So not the uh, not the end of the world. But uh, yeah, no. Aside from that, things are good. Excited to uh, you know doing some travel coming up here pretty quick in about T-minus 27 hours-ish. Should be uh, at the airport getting ready to head to Prague with uh, a couple of fellow folks on the call here. How about you, Jim? So I am literally, as we speak, mashing that
1: check-in to my flight button as well. So, yeah, looking forward to uh, seeing you, my friend, as well as you, Joe, next week in Prague. Uh, It's going to be a a good and very informational time. Uh, Brian continued... uh, literal non sarcastic thoughts and prayers coming your, your and your job searches way as well as others that are in the same situation. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, things are good. Getting ready to be a little travel crazy here for me. I've got two full sets of flights in two consecutive weeks, which is a, it's never happened before kind of deal here. Uh, so, looking forward to slash not looking forward to that so it's uh it's interesting but uh but yeah so joe how are you doing buddy i'm
2: doing all right feels a little bit weird that we're apparently on the struggle boat rather than struggle bus but you know um struggle plane is upcoming in what 48 ish hours for me uh so yeah um I don't know. It's, it's a weird situation for a lot of people. Uh, It's not a great time of year to, to have all sorts of stuff like this that have people pre-stressed as we're, you know, a month before uh, the, the Thanksgiving and Christmas
1: holiday season,
2: you know, which
1: I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. So Joe, I mean, if we're going to touch them all, we might as well make sure we touch the struggle train um, so we can have our intrepid uh, conductor, making sure it goes choo. all the way there. Choo, sai, chew side <laughs> chew. Yeah. I mean,
0: you guys are going to Europe, so that, that is a legit, um, good thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. The struggle,
1: Yeah. The struggle choo choo all the way to Europe. I will, I will take, you know, so like I said, it's you know, for me, it's not that struggling, um, you know, kind of launching a little bit, you know, this is, this is great. You know, all of you guys, I am eternally happy and thankful anytime I get to see you guys, whether it's on this screen or preferably in person. So, I'm not going to complain a little bit.
3: I would just uh, like to point out statistically, anytime we've talked about trains on this podcast, we've never published the episode. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's throw that caution out there right now. <laughs> let's, let's, let's break the trend. We can do it. Yeah. So, uh, so. Cool. Well, let's
0: let's start with kind of the first topic that that we were thinking about, which which lays into some of some of the commentary we've already started to lay out, um, which is as we record this, um, the the VMware Broadcom um, acquisition seems to be full steam ahead, train pun intended, um, and unfortunately, you know that that is going that is entailing some people um, having their having their jobs at risk. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those situations where it sucks because we all have a lot of friends out there and, and many of you I know do listen. Um, so you know our hearts were with you. Um, you. know anything we can do to help in that regard. Um, but it, it sounds like there's while there's still some question as to whether the, the acquisition will fully conclude due to some regulatory things in, in China, um, you know people are starting to get letters and whatnot. So it's, uh, it's not a great situation. Um, it's unfortunately a trend this, this year. Um, so yeah, I don't know guys, if you have any, any particular thoughts you want to, you want to share around that.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and go. Cause you know, honestly, I'm, I'm probably the furthest away from like, you know, being quote unquote inside of VMware or at this point, you know, being inside the V, the VMware community with Joe running, you know, a large swath of that these days, um, through discord, but I just do want to say, you know, my thoughts go out to all of you. Um, I know this is rough. I've been through layoffs myself. Um, and for what it's worth, if there's anything that I can do, um, by all means, anybody, uh, reach out and we'll see if we can do some matchmaking.
3: Yeah. Just to, uh, echo that, you know, uh, I still regularly keep in touch with a lot of folks who I worked with at VMware. And, uh, yeah, it's stressful times. And, you know, just because sometimes you do get a job offer, that might also not be the option that you're hoping for, right? So, as crazy as that might sound, um, I've just been telling people, hopefully, that, you know, when something does arrive, it's the uh, the choice that they were hoping for. Um, I've been talking with some former co workers this week, and it sounds like most of them have received basically offers to stay on board as, you know, permanent, so to speak. Um, There does seem to be some continual um, mix-ups. I don't know if that's the right word around job titles changing and stuff like that. So I've heard a couple of times now that uh, TAM is getting a job title of technical support engineer, but then they say, well, maybe that's just mapping to what's already in Broadcom. So on top of, you know, all this stress and anxiety and getting an offer, there's still a lot of stress and anxiety because you don't really know what you're accepting now as well. Yes, it's a job, but what does new role look like? Are responsibilities changing? You know, even reporting structure, we're hearing a lot about that. Just, you know, a lot of middle management being taken out and all of a sudden you have a lot of individual contributors, maybe reporting to a director level as opposed to a manager and all sorts of stuff like that. So there's definitely going to be uh Growing pains during the transition, and it's going to be stressful. And uh, yeah, like Jim said, you know, if any of us can help you out, you know, we absolutely reach out. We'll do what we can.
2: Yeah, I feel like one of the benefits that we have, at least, is that the the VMware community has, for the last you know decade and a half, almost two decades now, really been kind of like the strongest one that's existed, <clears throat> where people have made connections and have even kept those connections, even as we all move in and out of the tech industry entirely or move across different vendors or move to different technologies that may not even necessarily touch the the VMware ecosystem anymore. And fortunately, between just the user group or the the wider community. And, and unfortunately, the now, you know, massively starting to fail and implode uh, Twitter community that's existed, um, you know, for the last 10 years. A lot of us have good connections and are aware of what's going on. So there's a decent um, support structure, I would say, that exists for anybody that needs it. Um, and it's been really nice. Even on LinkedIn, I've started to see a lot of senior leadership at VMware that's been posting up. Um, offering to basically open up their entire network uh to anybody that needs it anybody that needs to make a connection or needs recommendations or needs help with trying to find what's next so that's it's great to see yeah it sounds like a lot of things are up in the air i mean even started to hear rumblings that that some of the letters that were going out have potentially been halted um so really this some of this is just becoming the reminder of you know the fact that legitimately you're job belongs to your employer and your career belongs to you. So these things may change tomorrow and it might not be your decision. It may not be something you're aware of. You know, your, your company could get rid of you or reorg or, or get bought out or whatever. It's, it's not something that you're necessarily in control of. And if you're not prepared to make some of these changes and unless you have a paper that's in front of you that has signatures on both sides that say something is in effect, then it's not guaranteed until then.
0: Yep, and that's that's the thing. Having gone through multiple acquisitions, both being the acquirer and uh, being the company doing the acquiring, those are always exciting times because you know that that upheaval equals opportunity. And that's always been my recommendation to people: is to look at it as opportunity. What can you get out of this? How can you you know make a pivot that you you're interested in making? Um, how can you um, potentially pivot to another another technology, another team, um, that kind of stuff is all possible when it comes to that. Um, a lot of it is just knowing the right people, which is a little unfortunate because you don't know part of your company at that point. Um, but ultimately, if you're getting acquired, the culture is going to change. Your your role may change. It's not what you signed up for. So one thing that, that I've definitely seen people do is, is feel guilty about looking for a job in a situation where they're they know they're getting acquired they don't know what's on the other side that get over that (laughs) like don't hesitate to start looking at the very least understand what the market's doing understand what other people that have been looking for jobs are going through Um, get a feel for what's available out there where where salaries are at what you want to do next get your resume updated like those things VMware people should should have already done by now um so it's it's important to to prepare for these types of things, but at the same time, don't worry about it. Um, you know, the stress is there, but it's not going to do you any good because there's you have so little control outside of looking for something external that you know it's it's valid to find a job and jump as quick as possible, get out from underneath that stress. Um, it's also valid to hang on and say, "I just I want to see how this plays out. I like this company. I like everything it does. I love the technology. I want to continue with it if I can." And but you got to be prepared for the rug to get pulled out from underneath of you. Um, so hopefully, those of you that are facing that situation have done that already. Um, you know, it's it's and to Joe's other point, I think it was Joe, somebody's other point. Um, the network matters, um, and I'll I'll speak from my own experience over the last few months is all of all of the karma that I've put into the VMware community over the years is definitely paid off it unfortunately hasn't been enough to get me over the hump of finding the job but it has introduced me to a lot of interesting opportunities a lot of potential um, they just weren't always a mutual fit and so but but ultimately when it comes down to it the the conversations I'm having that actually turn it to be, real job possibilities are the ones that get started by a friend saying hey we have this position open or hey have, do you know this person over here or hey this is a really great company you should look and see what what they're doing here and making those introductions or um, putting in those referrals or connecting me with somebody that that can be that referral for me um, you know, <laughs> I, I won't go into the details and, and honestly this is an area where I think I'm gonna I'm gonna try to take a leadership role in the community again is around helping people through this type of thing. Um, I've got a lot of thoughts. Um, this isn't a particularly, this is a particularly bad job economy right now for, for employees It is very much an employer led marketplace right now, uh, which is very different than what we had two years ago. But, um, you know, I'm open, I'm open to talking to whoever. Um, but really it's, it's about working your, Working your network, so um, I guess I'll. Yeah. If you guys have other yeah. questions, let me know. But um, when it, when it comes to how to deal with this market, like start talking to people that you haven't talked to in a while. Um, everybody knows what VMware is going through. Um, if you're not at VMware, um, everybody knows what everyone's going through. If if you have a layoff, it's it's the most common post on on LinkedIn these days. Um, don't hesitate to reach out to people you haven't talked to in a while. Um, that, that was a hesitation for me. I'm having people reach out that I haven't talked to in over a decade saying, hey, I'll, I'll go to bat for you if, if you want to come to this company or that company. Um, so that's that's my advice. Um, a little long-winded, but I, I've been thinking about this a lot and we'll probably try to do some stuff um, around that space. Um, I actually have a poll, which by the time we publish this, hopefully it will still be up. Um, on LinkedIn about how people would like to um, best be supported in in a space like this. And so if you want to go looking on my LinkedIn profile for that, um, I would encourage you to vote on that. Okay. I'll be quiet unless you guys have questions. Thanks for coming to my Ted
1: talk, uh, <laughs> which, which, you know, honestly, man, I'll, I'll go to any Ted talk you give. Um, and especially on this Thank one, you. you've kind of got thrown in the deep end um, and I will just kind of second you know, a network is a horrible thing to waste. Um, you know, unfortunately it's 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 the reality of today's hiring market. I don't I've I've had to send resumes for the last few jobs that I've had, but every but the last two jobs I've had, but for both of them, it was after the job was already pretty much offered. Um, it was just yeah, a I've up. had some more. So, you know, you know, that's just that's just the name of the game these days. And, you know, growing, cultivating, and maintaining that network is always important. And to that point, you know, we've kind of alluded it to it a few times already, but like I said, Matt, Joe, and I are going to be heading to Prague to cultivate our own little networks um, next week at Veeam's Veeam 100 Summit. Um, for those of you that aren't familiar, this is the event once a year where Veeam takes us all out to Prague, which is where their development and product management groups are largely based in and let us sit down with, with those groups, get an idea of what's coming, give some feedback on what's out and see where things, you know, in the general Veeam sense are these days. Professionally, it's very important to me. I work for Veeam's largest service provider Um, And while we have regular talks, you know, between myself in the product group, the executive teams in our company and and Beam, that's still not quite the same as when you can sit down across the table from them and have direct feedback with with peers. But personally, it's also a great situation where, you know, not only do I get to see the fine folks like Matt and Joe here. But I get to see lots of other people doing very similar things, you know, share thoughts, ca- ideas, and really, you know, Brian, to your point, cultivate that network. Matt, Joe, do you guys have any thoughts on on summit or the upcoming?
3: Yeah, no, I would absolutely echo everything that you said there, right? Um, and I think you could probably ask almost any of the you know the vanguards and the, the legends as well who will be there. How many of them? Um, basically have just benefited so much from being part of this community, this network. Right. And I'm not just talking about, Oh, you get a trip to Prague. I'm talking about, you know, the relationships that you build, what it leads to, you know, like you were mentioning about applying for jobs and resumes and all that sort of stuff. Very same thing or similar thing with me. Um, this job of you know, where I am now at Veeam would have never come about if it was not before, you know, everything I had done in the past with the community and so forth. And the same thing with, you know, my job at VMware. that came about through essentially a referral from someone who then followed up with the hiring manager and had some conversations. Being on this side of the fence now, um, you know, when I was part of the Vanguard program, I always felt that there was tremendous value in there as, you know, whether it's a customer or partner. And now that I see the things I see from my end, that that value is still just it it blows my mind how much value you know the company gets back from this group, right, which is frankly why it just keeps getting done right so we we need good people who will you know provide my big thing is always you yeah, have feedback, cool, you know don't just say something sucks, be constructive about it, right, and those conversations, going back to what we're talking about, building your network and stuff like that. It goes a long way because it's not just a matter of providing an opinion. It shows some of the value that you have to offer to these people. And if you're able to you know, essentially help make changes, bring more value to the products, so forth and so forth, you will be remembered. Just plain and simple. And when new roles come up, hey, maybe somebody's going to tap you on the shoulder or you tap them on the shoulder when you're looking.
2: Yeah, really, all of this is just about staying connected to people um, and Again, even if it's stuff that you're not necessarily working on all the time, people you're not working with all the time, you know, just keep the, keep the network fresh because these are always people that are good to be able to connect with for, again, things that you're not an expert in, things that you don't work in all the time, places that you might get a different perspective that might help you, um, get over the hump for something it is that you're working on that you're having difficulty with. That's always, it's always a good thing to be able to pull in, um, different perspectives and all sorts of stuff. And yeah, getting the opportunity to, to sit down with folks, uh, especially with, with the, the beam summit coming up next week that are, product managers or that are um, architects that work in different environments or that do just different focus of things, especially if it's something security focused that is not, you know, necessarily my forte or the first thing that comes to mind for me. There's always things that come out of events like this and working with people that just have a different focus and perspective that they kind of sit in that mindset the majority of the time that always ends up helping me, um, in typically some unexpected ways for just conversations that come up or hearing the way somebody explains something where the way that somebody has a specific thought process, that's entirely different than mine. So having the opportunity to be able to um, sit in and, and to Jim's point, have the face-to-face interaction and have an actual conversation with folks instead of having just, you know, Slack messages or discord messages or emails that go back and forth is, um, is always a great thing. So take advantage of this stuff anytime that you can. And even if it's not an in-person event, sometimes actually having a real conversation with somebody, even if it's, you know, a virtual or a phone call um, is is something that's worthwhile that I feel like a lot of us either disregard or we've just gotten through the burnout of doing so many virtual meetings that not everybody necessarily puts in the, the time and effort, but the, um, the personal touch and, and having the, connections that you make it a point to upkeep every at least couple of months are going to be something that's worthwhile. And it, it might be something that benefits you at the worst time that you're dealing with or the most unexpected time when you don't expect that um, that will be of a benefit to you. But you won't have that if you're not putting in the effort and, and maintaining some of the social relationships, which for a lot of us in in tech is not necessarily something we, we focus on. So whether it's You looking for a job just because you decide you're in need of a change, whether it's you are facing, you know, a riff or layoff or something, or it is just that you need somebody to talk to for a project you're working on or, or straight up for your mental health. You just need to get outside of your own headspace and chat with somebody, right? We're, we're all around. Most of us are available and open to talk about things, but I, I I definitely am, am, not necessarily great at doing that outside of my core group of people. So if you're waiting for somebody to reach out to you and you're not getting contacted, then you're going to have to put in some effort. So that's, I don't know, my random thoughts.
1: So coming back to uh, Prague a little bit, um, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of worth talking about, you know, kind of the state of where we're at this right now. I'll be honest. I've got a little bit of a, a, an agenda with this line of thinking. Uh, this past Friday, I was lucky enough to get invited to speak at Secure WV's conference um, about backup security. This, what was it, yesterday, Matt? The Veeam had their first ever ransomware summit, aka Veeam 12.1 launch uh, event. So, you know, security and backups tends to be a thing that is a very hot topic at the moment or um, we phrase security and disaster recovery, because it's not just backups. And I have a I have a feeling that we're going to be hearing a whole lot about where those two things intersect next week. I'll kick it off to whoever else wants to talk about it because I've got all the thoughts and can be here for all day. So I'll, I'll constrain myself.
0: I will constrain myself as well, because I've already ranted quite a bit, but um, this is definitely an area I've had my head in a lot lately, especially with the fact that you know the the backups that we take touch all the data across a, a, an environment, or at least all the important data if you're doing it right. So being able to take advantage of that consolidation of data and the the processing that happens with that data can be a
1: huge
0: advantage to the security side of things. But unfortunately. We're in this this area where a lot of IT and security departments view each other as, as as adversely rather than as as partners, and so that that's another area of thought that I've been thinking about writing some stuff on is how we can work better together because ultimately security is everybody's problem. Security only works if everybody's doing it, and. You know the security department can can gain a lot of advantage from um, what's going on in the, in the backup infrastructure specifically, and that that's a lot of what you saw from from Veeam when they made the announcement for twelve point one.
1: God, I I don't have to think back very far at all to think of a situation where the backup admin was typically the most junior admin in the building, um, and and reality of it is today we you just can't do that anymore. I mean, as we all quote unquote insert cliche here, tear down silos. You know, backup is is a silo that has c- consistently been on the lower end of the sysadmin side. And really now it needs to be that collaboration point where security and systems kind of come together, in my personal opinion, if those are in fact two separate teams. You know what I mean? There, there needs to be a collaborative effort.
3: Yeah, and Jim, very much to your point, right? This, you know, backup traditionally was always, like you said, the junior admin, the guy who would come in on the weekends to rotate tapes and probably take set home with them, right? But with the rise of ransomware and just other threats, you know, pervasive, latent threats, backups are no longer just about restoring a document from, you know, somebody deleted something in HR. It really is about, hey, can your business actually survive if Half of its data gets encrypted. If something's compromised, you know, they start talking about encryption. There is just so much to it. And in so many cases, you know, I saw this a lot even when I worked at VMware. Security team doesn't really talk with anyone else. Uh, doesn't really talk with the operations team. And they typically have carte blanche that security always comes first. They need to do something that could get done even if it might impact production right they try to avoid that obviously but the point i'm driving at is backups always kind of been its own thing security has been its own thing they don't talk to each other when really they should because there's a lot of benefits to both think about from the security perspective if all of a sudden you could start taking a look at all of the data in your backups right so you could go back looking for threats for forensics purposes if you need to worry about things like GDPR, or PCI, any of those compliance things, you can actually scan your backups without impacting production to look for governance issues and so forth and so forth. So it's definitely a wall that needs to be torn down.
1: Yeah, Matt, to your 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 comment, you're absolutely right. I mean, and the thing of it is, is as bad as this industry, you know, just tech in general, let me, let me not put it on the backup vendor seat. As bad as this industry, industry is on feeding on FUD. This is like legit things that are happening right now and have been happening since about halfway through the pandemic that, you know, the playbooks all include backups, whether it's delete the backups, whether it's exploitate the backups, whether it's use the backup software as a pivot point to get privilege escalation. This is, this is things that are actively happening as we speak. Um, and you know, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago regarding MGM and Caesars, you know, this is kind of like that last, that last line of defense and also the first line of defense, because, you know, if a company is looking to exfiltrate data, putting it in a nice, pretty backup package is probably the quickest and easiest. And I mean, it's already compressed for them and everything. You've got to take care of that data. And it's it's something I can, you know, like I said, it's it's very important and getting more important by the day. So I'll really be interested to see what Veeam and other backup vendors because I mean it's not just I mean, sorry, Matt, it's not just Veeam talking about this in the backup space this year. You know, pretty much every company is is along the same lines. It's if it's not security, it's AI. And if they're really good, it's where the AI makes helps the security. Um, you know, it's all everybody's talk track, so it'll be, it'll be great to hear what more in depth, what means the one, but it all sounds very positive so far.
2: Yeah. I'm really just interested to see some of the stuff that happens, like even completely outside of the backup space, just where some of these breaches happen, they get reported, they're hugely public, or it's at least not hard to find out about them. And yet months later, some of them are still there. Like seeing the, uh, the hack from, uh, Duolingo, that was what 2.6, million people uh that had all their their stuff that was exposed that somebody put it up that all of this uh data was accessible back in march of 2023 in a public api and somebody has like full write-up instructions on a forum of how to get to it the thing is still there it's like seven months later you know um so some of it you don't even have to go look in the backup some of it you don't really have to go look that far because we're getting to the point with with trying to make so many systems accessible or to where we can either easily export or easily integrate with uh, through other platforms that if there's not security there, if there's not just honestly, some, some hopefully operational questioning of really should this thing be open and just accessible to everybody with like no credentials, what could go wrong here? You know uh, if we don't have some of that common sense check in there, then, then some of these things are going to happen. It's just, it's amazing to me that some of these companies still have like, no response to it or are not apparently actively doing anything to try and fix some of these issues.
0: Yep. And that's, that's a tale as old as public it. Um, because there's so many vulnerabilities that are announced out there, horrible and 10 years later are still there. Um, so yeah, it's no, no small duty by the it and security teams. Um, you know, working together will will definitely make things easier there. And I'm I'm going to start pushing that that narrative because I think it's a super important one for us right now. But um, we've taken up 35 minutes almost of of people's ear time, um, and we appreciate that time that everybody who's listening. Um, we, we enjoy getting together and talking, and thought maybe you'd enjoy listening to us too. Yeah, appreciate everybody listening. Um, you know, Matt, Joe, Jim, appreciate you guys as always and look forward to the next episode but everybody take care until we're back with the pirate radio cheers all
1: bye y'all
2: see ya